0: We discovered that there were secrets that your body was trying to tell you that could really help you optimize performance. But no one could monitor those things. And that's when we set out to build the technology that we thought could really change the world. Welcome to the Whoop Podcast. I'm your host, Will Ahmed, founder and CEO of Whoop, where we are on a mission to unlock human performance. At Whoop, we measure the body 24-7, and provide analytics to our members to help improve performance. This includes strain, recovery, and sleep. Our clients range from the best professional athletes in the world to Navy SEALs to fitness enthusiasts to Fortune 500 CEOs and executives. The common thread among WHOOP members is a passion to improve. What does it take to optimize performance for athletes, for humans, really anyone? We're launching a podcast to dig deeper, We'll interview experts and industry leaders across sports, data, technology, physiology, athletic achievement, you name it. My hope is that you'll leave these conversations with some new ideas and a greater passion for performance. With that in mind, I welcome you to the Whoop podcast.
1: I've never really had an accurate measure of how hard my body was actually working when I'm teaching class because I'm so energetic. And when I teach a class, best believe I'm going to lay my soul on the floor for the people that are in there. My strain is higher when I'm teaching class, where bear in mind I'm doing maybe 10 to 15% of the workout with these people now. It will be higher than a workout that I've done in the gym.
0: Hi, folks. Today's guest is Kirsty Godzo. Master trainer, fitness model, founder of Made Of and Pyro Girls. You've probably seen Kirstie and her good friend Joe Holder, a fellow master trainer and recent guest on the show, as the faces of our In The Green campaign, Whoop.com. I'll tell you what, Kirstie knows how to stay in the green despite a crazy lifestyle. She lives in Manhattan where we sat down to discuss her training philosophies, how she incorporates them into her clients' lives inside and outside of the gym, all the workouts she does personally, nutrition, recovery techniques, ultimately how she keeps up with New York City. We also talk about what she's learned from Whoop and how it's helped her optimize her lifestyle. Kirsty has an infectious nature that exudes positivity, really made for a fun conversation. Without further ado, here's Kirsty. Thanks for doing this.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, I'm very excited to talk to you about all the various fitness habits and, and health obsessions that you have. I thought I'd first start by just asking you, how do you describe what, what it is that you do?
1: It's a great question. Um, now that there's some coffee in the system, I would definitely say, no, I always describe myself as an energy dealer. And people are like, <laughs> what does that mean? I'm like, well, it's legal, mostly. No, um, But I prefer – I never describe myself as a personal trainer. I more think I work in the business of bodies. So uh, everything that comes from the work that you're going to do in the gym to your lifestyle that you live out on the street, like really trying to help people evolve and create these – healthy habits that don't seem like a discipline they're more a choice and they become a behavior so people are really empowered to you know take what the work we do in the gym and really like amplify outwards into their life because we know we're not living in the gym right obviously you guys know that with whoop and everything that it tracks across our day but the the same with what I do I'm like okay yes we might spend an hour together in the gym but I'm just preparing you for everything else that's going to happen outside of that so Separately, aside from being a Nike master trainer, which is another elaborate kind of confusing title in itself, I run two companies by myself, one being a protein powder, one being Pyro Girls, which is, I would say, an extension of my personality, but it's a workout kind of series, and we make some fun merch and stuff, but that's just like a fun way to engage with people. And then I have private clients, and I consult for various brands across the wellness space, and basically anything that's going to try and motivate people to be healthier, like, I'm down. (laughs) <laughs> the people that you meet and a majority of the people I've met has been through fitness like either they've come to one of my classes or I've met them at a Nike thing or through a mutual friend that's also in wellness and I've met some of the most amazing people in finance and tech and like music and stuff and and fashion and it's I think New York allows you to be a trainer but be immersed into so many different cultural spheres that not many other cities would like if I was just a trainer and in Australia or something, I, like, trying to do my same thing here, I wouldn't be able to have as many of those touch points as you have getting to sit in New York, which really is the epicenter of fitness, but also many other things that are kind of happening and bubbling up.
0: Well, let's focus for a second on your lifestyle. I mean, you're a very healthy person. You look incredibly fit. I can tell you exercise all the time. You you can tell
1: even though I'm wearing, like, a dad sweater and, like, baggy jeans. I have also
0: seen all the various social (laughs) media things you put out into the world. Uh, So... What does a day in the life look like? Like, first thing you wake up in the morning, what do you do?
1: Cold shower. Love it. Like, literally, I'm awesome at waking up just before my alarm, which I love because no one wants to wake up to that horrible sound.
0: You know, I do that about half the time. Yeah. So half the time I'll wake up um, not to my alarm. Yeah. And I often tell people it's one of the best ways to figure out how how relaxed your body is and and also how well restored your body is.
1: Yes, because I feel like it's just like, okay, it's go time.
0: Yeah, like, well, it's a sign that your body got enough rest yeah. on its own.
1: So that's always like, I love waking up before my alarm, even though my alarm's so early. It's not that I desire to wake up. When earlier. do you wake up? So usually I get up at like five or five fifteen. It so it's pretty early. Time. Yeah, it's early.
0: Okay, cold shower. Cold shower. How long have you been doing cold showers?
1: Oh my gosh, years. Um, probably like four years.
0: So I just got into cold showers maybe eight months ago. Thoughts? I absolutely love them. Love it. It's, it's, it's totally for
1: your metabolism, too.
0: Yeah, interesting. I've lost weight from, from taking cold showers, I think.
1: Guys, you heard it here first. No. Yeah. Um, no. the, because I was
0: reading about it. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of stuff. And I wasn't trying to stuff. lose weight. No, but I think, I mean, more than, I mean, I don't do it for a weight loss perspective either. I do it, I'm like, wake up, let's go. Yeah, right. Like, But I do like, I mean, I would love to be somewhere hot for vacation and things like that. But in terms of water, I would always pick a cold plunge over a spa pool. Like... Yeah, I want absolutely. to be in cold.
0: It, it makes you feel, you feel I think, so much alive. more energetic, Yeah, right? And then there's also, it's shifted my point of view just on the cold in general. Yeah. You know, when you go outside and you're in the cold, your kind of immediate reaction, the human reaction is, I got to get out of the cold. Yeah. But once you come to embrace yeah, the cold... Like, oh, yeah.
1: Well, it's funny because I do cryotherapy all the time, and it might be a day where it's like, okay, i still talk in Celsius, but say it's like, there was a day it was like minus 17 Celsius outside, which is cold in Fahrenheit, and I went into cryo, and people were like, why would you go and do cryo? Right. Like, well, it's that cold. I was like, it's cold anyway. I'm just following my regular routine. Like, my body actually, like, doesn't care. Like, if it's bad weather, I'm still going to go to the gym. Sure. Like, you know what... It, yeah, it's the weather, you can't that overthink that.
0: by it. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so cryo is something you like, obviously. I like
1: cryo. I love infrared sauna.
0: Do you ever go back and forth between hot and cold?
1: I mean, if I'm somewhere really, like, luxurious, like one of the spas, that you can do that. Like, if I'm at, like, the air baths down in Tribeca or if I'm at, um, you know, Great Jones Spa or something. But most facilities like mostly you'll just go cold. don't really yeah it's one or the other just because they're not right there next to each other
0: okay so you wake up in the yeah. morning 5:15 cold shower cold boom. shower get up now um,
1: what then I I while I'm like making a smoothie because like I used so to like, smoothie for breakfast so, so I love to eat eggs for breakfast right I was always trying to be I was always I was keto for a long time and then even when I'm not strictly keto I'm always loosely following a keto style I never talk about diet. I like won't use the word diet. I hate it um, because I think it's like a really restricting word. Um, so I say, which like, by the way,
0: to the right point of view, the fact that there's ten thousand diets show that diets don't work. Yeah, you need to
1: create it's some kind a of lifestyle, a lifestyle, lifestyle and around and eating. eating. Well, it's also it's a conversation with your body. That's what it is. It's can you listen like to your body concept. as much as you can talk at it? Like I talk a lot, but I best believe I listen a lot to my body. Um, Describe
0: what is included in a keto diet, just in case anyone listening. So keto
1: matter. diet, you're going more high fat, high protein, low carb. You cut out like basically all fruit, and that's the hardest part for me. Is like because I love like blueberries. I used to love. I stopped eating bananas for like six years, and I love bananas. And now that I'm in New York, I've added them back in. So I'm not strictly keto. You know, I have bananas. Wow, very um, naughty. But of you. I'm also celiac, and I always have been. So it's. Keto works perfectly for me because I'm not going to be eating a lot of grains anyway. And then the grain, other grains that I could eat, like rice and stuff that I'm not affected by allergy wise, I choose not to eat because I feel so much better without, right. so I eat like I eat no grains and like I won't eat legumes and like I don't eat a lot of root vegetables even because they're just like, I just know what my body digests and what it doesn't.
0: And I mean, you're, you seem like a very high energy person, right? Um, it sounds like yes. you're you have a very low carb diet. Yeah. What do you think is driving a lot of the energy that you build up throughout the day?
1: Uh, The fat and protein. Like, I really struggle when I have no meat. Right. I could never be vegetarian. I find it so funny, too, because I get a lot of comments on my Instagram and people being like, oh, I really want to follow a vegan lifestyle. I'm like, when have I ever... Rem-? Like, I've never even been close never to vegan. Nothing that. that there's wrong with being vegan, but it's never been me. Like, I also come from New Zealand. We have phenomenal meat.
0: That's true, yeah. Like,
1: great meat. Like, you know, grass-fed cows. Like, um... But... When I moved to the States, I noticed, especially over like... The, and there's really been a shift for me over the last year and a half where I cannot eat eggs here. I get such a hormonal reaction with my skin. So I can't eat eggs. It doesn't matter if I buy free-range organic. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm used to eggs in New Zealand that come from my neighbor's farm. Like, I'm like really close to So you think the eggs source. are
0: better over there?
1: Oh, for sure. Like, that's a fact. 1,000%. And you see the color of them is totally different. Interesting. Um, so I had to change. So I have a morning smoothie. While well, I'm having my smoothie, I now always... No, your
0: smoothie doesn't have fruit in it.
1: So I can put... Sometimes I'll put in like half a frozen banana, or I might use some frozen blueberries. And do you so put right. uh,
0: different supplements in? Now you, yeah. You've got a protein Yeah, brand. so I put
1: my protein in. So I made a whey protein isolate, which only has four ingredients, because I was kind of exhausted by trying to find the perfect protein for my body. And also, I never had anything to recommend to other people. Like, honestly, I... Had thought about doing this for a long time, but never wanted to. And then when I moved to the States, I was like, I have to do this awesome. because it is just terrible. Like a lot of the stuff. Okay. That is well, we'll important. come back to we'll the, we'll come business. back to it. So I put a scoop of that in, okay. and then I have I put a lot of ice in. If I'm having like half a banana, I might pour a little bit of cold brew in or something. Otherwise, I just put water. I never mix with coconut water, almond milk, or oat milk or anything. It just if you have a good protein, you don't need. Right. People are just used to putting unnecessary stuff into whether it's their food, their training, totally everything. Right? I totally Cut agree with the that. shit. Yeah, like less is more. Like you, we talk about like hoarders in your house, like people that just keep everything. There's a lot of people that do that with their diet and their training. So, just
0: unnecessary. Get ingredients.
1: it out. Less is more. Yeah. Um, and then I'm out the door. And usually I'm racing straight on the subway up to Midtown where the Nike office is, which is um, we have a beautiful private space up there where we train, you know, a lot of editor in chiefs of magazines. We train stylists. We train, it might be models, it might be tri- athletes. Um, it's people that w- are brought into us by the brand team. And that's really fun because you end up meet working. People. Yeah, you meet interesting people from all different jobs. And, um, it's a nice quiet space up there so I might be there from 6 a.m. till like 10:30, and then I usually mid-morning is when my workout might happen um and I am obsessed with Pilates that's been something I've been doing a lot over the last year and a half because I realized I did need a little more calm to my pyro but I love to strength train I love to do obviously high intensity um I, I mean, I love boxing, like, I love yoga, like, I do love a lot of things, but I always try and still have a systematic program in place because it's not about just like shooting your shot and hoping for the best. Like, you need to have, like, specific, you're turning up to train, not exercise. I think there's two different things. Exercise, what, what's is, the just, distinction exercise is like hoping for the best. Like, oh, I go to Soul Cycle this day, Barry's day, I go, da da, 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 da da Training, you're like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, I'm going in, I have a plan. Yeah. I, me and my body are a team.
0: I like that as a mindset. Yeah, that seems healthy. Yeah. So okay, let's put let's put this through a Whoop mindset yeah. for a second. You've been on Whoop for um, a little while now. What are some of the different strains of these different workouts? Because one thing I respect about your your workouts is that they seem to be all different types of intensity yes. and different focus.
1: Yes, and that's what I like. Let's just be clear, guys. This is true. I am so obsessed with my whoop strap that I, so I don't shower with it. I was talking about this earlier, but I, um, because I, cause it's cold in New York at the moment, I could actually be more diligent and allow more time to change my strap, but I'd love to know what my heart rate's doing when I'm like freezing myself in the shower. But otherwise I have it on all day. I sleep with it all the time. Sleep is the, is the biggest pain point for me. Like I don't sleep well. It's a product of, I, I do drink coffee. I don't drink it after certain hours, but I, Often I'm working from six in the morning till like last night, I finished teaching my last class at eight pm. It's I'm tough. It's yeah. it's a lot of energy, right? Day. So it's. It's giving me an accountability that in years prior that I didn't have, and I was getting a lot of signs from my body that I was burning out. Like when I used to teach a lot of high intensity, I would wake up a lot of days and just vomit. Like my body was so exhausted, and I'd have terrible... Yep, I'd vomit. Wow. Terrible nights. I was very relieved I wasn't pregnant um, for quite a time, but I was like, (laughs) I was just doing so much hit that my body couldn't handle it, but at the same time as doing so much hit, I was... um, strength training a lot and I was I was going ham in every direction. Overtraining training like crazy. And That's was, how it's found you know, you're young and way. you think you're bulletproof and you know. Last year I was I, I mean the, a nature of part of my job is I fly a lot. And we forget all these external things outside of training that are a stress and I was like you actually can't fly to LA back and forth three times a week and get off red eyes, go to a photo shoot, get go fly back, teach five classes in a yeah, row, not eating, blah body. blah blah. And I was never fully taking into account, I'd always say to people, no, no, when I teach a class though, that's not my own training. Well, sometimes, some days I teach three classes on top of private training, X number of people, and then I go and do my own training. So I never really had an accurate measure of how hard my body was actually working when I'm teaching a class because I'm so energetic. And when I teach a class, best believe I'm gonna lay my soul on the floor for the people that are in there. But my body, often when I track my strain through WHOOP, my strain is higher when I'm teaching a class where, be, bear in mind, I'm doing maybe 10 to 15% of the workout with these people now. It will be higher than a workout that I've done in the gym where wow. I'm really pushing myself because my heart rate is so, so high because I'm yelling yeah. and I'm like, you know, you're, you're trying to breathe at the same time as giving people so much energy and then you're doing that multiple times. So now I'm using... When I'm talking about training and making calculated decisions, I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe in my schedule it is strength day today, but I know I'm teaching four classes or something, or you know, and that's I'm like, this is just not. Yeah. It's a Pilates day. I'm like, you have to switch it and figure out what. So Pilates
0: work. for you is going to be lower strain on what?
1: lower strain. It's a lot lower.
0: Now the the pyro concept. Yes. I imagine that's going to be on the higher. Pyro side. is
1: very high. Yes. Describe and pyro. So Pyro, I mean, you can kind of get an idea from the name, but um, Pyro Girls is, we and we like to abbreviate it to, it to Pyro because it's, it's male-inclusive too, Pyro Boys is a thing, and, okay. um, and it's, it's really a high-intensity and strength-conditioning workout, so we know with high-intensity you should only be doing it for 30 minutes, right? So... If you're doing it effectively, so Pyro is a 60-minute workout that incorporates you. You warm up with a flow. You have proper gluten core activation. Then you really hit it and hard. Then you just crush you 30 have 30 minutes. minutes, and then you have a proper like more cooling down. But we do a really hard focused ab and glute series, which is I bring in a lot of the principles from Pilates that I've you know I went. I'm obsessed with Pilates. I went off and got all these mat Pilates certs because I just love it, and I've noticed such a difference in my body. Um, and I think there's a true correlation between bringing that over into HIT as well. But we have people; it's an ego thing. We think we just have to sign up for workouts and just kill ourselves all the time. We don't understand this high and low. Right. So, Pyro, you're going to be you're going to feel fried, right? You're going to actually really go after it. But let's be intelligent about it. And then I don't want to see you doing that to yourself like four times a week. You know, this is so, what we say. To so you this is Three something... times max per week. It's right. the same as proper high intensity, like. If you want it to work for you, you have to take it in the right dose. And how um, high
0: will your heart rate get on WHOOP during it?
1: So usually my heart rate will get to around like 195.
0: Wow. And what's yeah. your max? Like just over 200? Yeah. So, But so- my
1: I'm frustrating because like I'm so conditioned to high intensity that my recovery, and this is where I love like leaving this, the app open while I'm training is I, based, I base my recovery off when my heart rate gets back to a certain thing. Like, I know a lot of the time we might be like, okay, now recover for 90 seconds. But if my body's ready to go after 60 seconds, I'm like, damn, shit. Okay, it's time.
0: So that's a really interesting concept that you introduced. So for our listener, she's describing using heart rate recovery to determine how soon she should go back to exercising. So if you get your max heart rate up to 180, for example, you want to see how fast in the next 60 seconds your heart rate drops.
1: Because that's a that's a and really yeah, great measure you, of your fitness. Of
0: course. And you must have really good heart rate recovery, yeah. sign of fitness. And so instead of you needing 90 seconds to get your heart rate back down to 120 or 100, whatever you might use as the metric, you're doing that in 45 yeah. seconds or 30 seconds. So that's a you to, yeah. to hit it again, right? Yeah.
1: And it's a great, like, accountability metric because it doesn't leave you time to get distracted in the gym. And it's not about, like, I think a lot of the time people are like, oh, you shouldn't be on your phone when you're in the gym. You shouldn't be. I'm like, it's just like having a coach there. I'm like, like, the same way that that I'm your trainer with you in your workout, I'm like, oh, well, I don't deserve a coach. So, yeah, I have my phone sitting there and I'm watching it. And then sometimes, like, it must be funny for people around me in the gym because I have my earphones in and then I'm like – shit okay and then I'm like my heart rate says it's time to go Go so you know you might like but it's also it's a nice win when you're like cool my heart rate's coming down but then also monitoring like when I'm on days where I'm traveling or I'm dealing with jet lag or just external stress it might take longer to get back down so that kind of gives me another good metric like the other day it was so funny. I had my highest strain ever, and it gave me a, um, an alert. It was like zero percent of athletes across Whoop get to this <laughs> level of strain, and I was like, "The funniest You're thing was over a 20. I It was, yeah. I only worked out once that day, and it wasn't even like crazy. I did boxing; like it was, it was like boxing high. Intensity. It was, it was good, but like the majority of my strain happened before I even went to boxing. Like it was already so high, and it was from working. It was not even from training people. It was from physics. I was doing shipping logistics for my protein, trying to air freight all these bags down to New Zealand, filling out all these forms. And I was so mentally dialed into what I was doing that my body was like, and I was operating. Like I was like going like 3000% and my strain was so high and i was like that is what so many people don't understand about when i'm saying to them you are overtraining and they think i just mean about the gym i'm like no think about you in your, your everyday lifestyle. life you can't be high intensity at your job in your relationship in and then in your workouts like there needs to be a bit of an ebb and flow and so i just think the accountability is awesome like i keep i always check in it's funny like even if i get off a heated phone call i will like go into the app and i'll be like shit did that like bump my like what happened on that and like just get a good idea and like even with sleep you know it's it's good for me because i'm so bad with my sleep but my favorite thing on it is i love watching the hrv because especially in new york and i track it differently when i'm in different cities like i know my hrv is better when i'm in la and when i'm in like new zealand or Australia. Because New York is a bit of a toxic soup. Like you are in fight or flight mode a lot of the time. Totally. So
0: and it's noisy.
1: It's it's honestly the noise gets to That's me. It's a so thing
0: much. that people underestimate. What is it
1: with these horns? Like yeah. why do people beep so much? Yeah. Sirens, like just everything. Um. And so I'm always watching HIV, and I'm really obsessed with heart rate variability. Um. And it's funny because it gives me cues on nutrition, which I like. So we spoke about this earlier that nutrition is a really big part of my lifestyle. So obviously, when you give out so much energy, it's really important with how you feel your body. But it will. Get, it, I can often get to a point where I'm working too much in a row that I just haven't had food, not because I don't want to eat, but because there hasn't been time. You
0: literally haven't had time. And
1: I'm stressed. Like, my body's so stressed because it's so hungry Especially when you eat more high-fat, high-protein, you're kind of eating in a way that your body has to spend more energy to burn like the food than what you're going to get left over with it. Totally. So you kind of end up in this deficit zone. So recently I was on a job in Hawaii, and it was really stressful because there was no real breakfast or lunch, and I was so hungry. And I was on day three of nine, and I was like, okay, you got to get it together, KG. Like sh- my brain was crashing on me. <laughs> and whoop. Gave me a notification and it was to do with my HIV and was specifically about nutrition. And it was like, your nutrition is way off. Like, you need to like fuel up immediately, like fix your HIV. Right. And I was like, it felt like the voice of God, like coming in and being (laughs) like, and I was like, is there a helicopter coming to save me or like bring me food? Because, I mean, that's also where it's hard for me. Like, I don't really want to compromise too much on the way that I eat for my body because I am so dialed into... The, the effects of when you eat something that you know isn't right for your body, it's not just about like, oh, I might feel a bit bloated that day. Like, it has a consequential effect over, like, the next few days. So sometimes I just need to, like, bench my ego, and, like, I think I ended up finding a banana that day, and I was so happy. But, like, I thought it was interesting that it could specifically pull out from my HIV, like, that the stress that I was experiencing was nutrition-related.
0: That's fascinating. I mean, that is one interesting thing about WHOOP in general – Where you can actually see how your physiology is responding to different diets and different things that you're putting in your system. And it's one thing I always encourage people to think more about is, you know, what are the different things that you're doing in your life that may be affecting data that you're seeing on WHOOP?
1: Even people. Yeah, people, people, true. People are hard work. Like, I love humans, but, you know, there's That's a lot a of energy point. zappers out there, too. And so you have to make really conscious decisions about what's going to steal your peace every single day, regardless of what city you live in. You have to make a decision. And also, just by the way, you can be an energy zapper to yourself. That's That can totally happen. So that complaining thing I was talking about earlier, like... The moment I kick that out the door...
0: Complaining, I think, is, like, one of the worst Complaining habits. is probably
1: one of the most unattractive qualities in the world. You could be the most attractive thing, you could have the best body of your life, and if you complain, you are the ugliest person to be around. It like, just it
0: sucks just energy painful. out of the room.
1: And it's not... Like, there's a difference between kind of being like, okay, I've kind of got a problem and blah, blah, Constructive blah. Constructive criticism. But, like... Yeah. Complaining is just so... And my friend Dougie always brings it up to me. He talks about, you know, like, Einstein's theory or something. It's about, like, you know, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. But that's kind of what complaining people do. I'm like, you're just projecting this, this anger and upset about something and usually you're doing more talking about it than you are of doing a fixing of it yeah, totally. I have this book open it's one of my favorite magazines and and I always leave this page open in my house and it, one of the sentences and it says, the problem contains the solution, which it always does, like, so I know a lot of, uh, I think a big heart of complaining comes from like procrastination or frustration or ego or all these different things but those are all invitations for you to look inward and figure your shit out
0: yeah and and i think as as entrepreneurs you're an entrepreneur as well like we are constantly faced with this the obstacle is the way yes moment like i often find the thing that maybe is most challenging or the thing i want to do the least is the thing that i have to do the most
1: yes it's it's also they yeah it's you can't run from this stuff, and yeah. there's no point because and you learn every single time that you kind of come up against a challenge, and it's kind of exciting if you choose to think of it that way. And it's the same thing with discipline. Like, discipline becomes a fun game that you win every time you flex on your discipline, and then the next thing you know, it's not even discipline. It's just a habit, and it's just a lifestyle, and that's what you do, and you don't look back.
0: Well, I, I play this interesting game with myself where when I tell myself I'm going to do something Do I do it right or do I second guess it? You know how everyone's got this voice in their mind that's like the bad voice,
1: yeah. Oh, and it's so
0: interesting. I think over time you can actually learn to like make that voice disappear. Yeah, you
1: can. I talk about having a handbrake. So you, like, how quickly can you rip the handbrake on that voice and be like, hang on. Well, like, even for me, say, like, okay, probably second to complaining, jealousy is a horrible trait. Really bad. Like, because if you, I'm really big on celebrating other people, and I think if that's a hard thing for you to do, it comes from something within you. Like, that's a dark place that you need to address. But if I, say, get jealous or I I feel a type of way about something, I make myself sit with it and be like, why does that piss you off? and i really dial into it and then i when i figure that out like and it's not just being like because they said da 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 like it, no it comes from a deeper layer than that it's really figuring out what that is and then remembering that and being like it's not going to be that that derails me today like that's actually not part of my trajectory like stop handbrake up get over yourself first of all acknowledge it like yeah that's that's what the thought is and then every time you can stop and take that time to think and you you give yourself then space to respond instead of react like i won't say words that i'm not going to be proud of like it's just like i won't have a fight unless like i used to you know when you're younger like you used to spitball back at people and it's you know you can you can have a smart mouth and stuff and like i don't know maybe i still do it with my brother occasionally but i'll just like i won't say anything or i'll be like are you done And then just walk away. Like, that's it. I'm not going to lose my peace over any of that stuff. Like, it's just not worth it. And so I think when we come back to talking about strain in terms of your relationships with people, your relationship with yourself is the foundation for those next relationships that you have with other people. So you have to kind of understand what you are conditioned by and what you're willing to accept. And then then your outer layers become a part of that and an extension of that. So if you if you are a complainer, you're probably going to allow a lot more complaining in your life. However, I know since I managed to cut that kind of bad habit out, I'm so sensitive to other people complaining around me like it's the fastest way for me to start ignoring you. And and not because I don't care, like I'm here to help my friends through thick and thin, but I don't, when my friends come to me with a problem that they need help with, I think that's more like a task that we're working on together or when my clients, you know, stuff like that, but there's a difference between complaining and kind of asking for help Right. and just, you know, wanting to solve something.
0: No, I think, I mean, I think that's very healthy advice. And And
1: yeah, I mean, if you take on board other people's shit energy all day, best believe you're crashing your own and like your vibrational frequency is going to be so far down. Like, I like that concept,
0: vibrational frequency.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, I've said it to people before and they don't understand. Like one time I tried to use it as like a polite, like, hey, I'm not, not interested. Like, thanks, but no thanks. And I was like, we, you know, like. I think that's great, but we don't vibrate at the same frequency. And someone was like, <laughs> Sounds like "What a guy, a guy a planet <laughs> are you on?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't know. I had a nice red eye coffee. Like I'm probably on Pluto at this point." Yeah, right. But I think vibrational frequencies are a real thing. You you know what it feels like to leave, you know, a meeting or hanging out with someone or whatever it is, and you feel like intoxicated, like with joy yeah, you and got just energy. excitement and energy. And then you know what it's like to leave something that really crash and burn your energy. And I think that's, that's one of the things I love the most about WHOOP is that I rely a lot on fitness to be my, um, both my celebration but also my counselor. So I use it in these different metrics, but sometimes to its detriment where I actually need to take more rest because I've been more stressed out by a lot of things than I probably acknowledge. And so maybe going in and blitzing it in the gym isn't going to be the best thing for me to do that day and really prioritizing my sleep. So I love that a lot of it is um, geared towards like, how can you optimize your body? Because I don't care how fit you are. Like if you can't recover, you... It, you have no real strength. Like there is a strength too. in and being like, okay, I'm going to bench my ego. Today's a rest day. It wasn't in my plan. Oh, but totally. and clearly my body is like, I need a rest day. I'm like, or you can walk around looking like a, like a ball of cortisol and having all this fluid over your body. It's up to you. Your digestion will be off. Your sleep's off. Like your mood's off. You could just take a day listen to your body well in many
0: ways the one of the most disruptive things that we did at whoop was be the first fitness product tell you not to exercise tell you to do less you know i I found that so many uh whoop users and athletes are highly motivated people but to the point maybe of their detriment yeah you know where you're just go 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 all the time and so finding that balance is so critical
1: Well, that's what I love when Joe talks about strategic laziness all the time. And I think it's funny because Joe and I always joke, we're like, I think people think we work out way more than we do. Right. But we have a very, like, high-maintenance recovery regime.
0: So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, What are some of the things that you like to do to recover, to relax, to um, shut down?
1: I love infrared sauna. Okay. And so when I sit in there for 45 minutes, I like to so just... So
0: you'll, you'll go 45 45,
1: minutes. I'll put a podcast on. Sometimes I just sit in total silence because I need that in New York. Sometimes I sit in there with my friend Chrissy Jones, who's a Nike Master Trainer also, and she owns Ting Yoga, and she's one of my dear friends, and we work together. But we just sit in there, and it's like we have a catch-up because her energy is very peaceful and calming, too. It's not stealing from that time of regenerating. Totally. Um and so I love infrared sauna. I do use cryo as part of my recovery. I mean, I foam roll a lot. Like I use like my hypervolt a lot. Um, but I really try and find time. Like even if it's just pockets of time, even if my day is so long and crazy, what pockets of time do I have where I could be control? I'm not breathing out my chest, like, you know, like a vampire, like slow down, take control of my HIV. Like Give back to myself, and that might be. I love to read. Like I really love reading books. Every book I read, I like highlight like crazy. So you'll never get one of my books because people are like, oh, can I read that after you? I'm like, oh, a lot it's of a notes in there. Now. There's many notes, um, but I don't read like Marion Keys and like love stories. Like I'm reading about like one of the books I'm reading at the moment is called Why We Sleep.
0: Right, and Matthew it's Walker.
1: Terrifying, but it's amazing, and I love how it talks about like how humans are the only like species that will go against the grain so much to their own detriment in terms of not prioritizing sleep
0: yeah that's a like doing something where they have so. no
1: gain you right. there is no gain for us to do that and you know obviously we've heard these things float around before how when you are sleep deprived you're more dangerous than like a drunk driver but i know for myself like i could operate a lot better on a hangover than on a sleep hangover
0: interesting yeah
1: like your brain just like for me if I don't have food and I don't have proper sleep is is the fastest way for me to not be functioning well
0: and part of the reason between that distinction is that people don't actually think sleep deprivation is a problem at least yeah. when you're a little into- you know like yeah. when you're intoxicated you're somewhat self aware yes. hopefully you're self aware Yes, like you're intoxicated you should be guys
1: kids yeah. slow it down with the drinking
0: yeah you're somewhat self aware but but sleep deprivation often people just go will go weeks and months and for years, sleep deprived, so they don't actually yes. fully ar- uh, appreciate the deficit that they're living in,
1: and then you never get it back. Right, like you, you just have to really. I mean, sometimes you just have to. There's, a, there's times where you have to kind of push beyond your means because circumstantially, that's what has to happen. Totally. But to what extent are you going to allow that? You know, like you can't keep doing that back to back to back for days and expect there to be no consequence and or weeks or months whatever it is so you need to if you know that's going to happen and you have a super intense week coming up or two weeks with work or something you need to then try find some other balance or you need to pull back on some of the other things you're demanding of yourself so again it's making calculated decisions not guesswork and really bringing in all those three different factors you know when you you've got strain coming from all angles like You can – you see – it's always a sad day when your recovery goes into red. Yeah. On the app, I'm like, oh, forgive me, body, for I have sinned. Like, (laughs) and it might not be – and generally, I put myself there. It's not from training. Right. It's always from the rest of life. Right. That pulls me into the red. So when I have routine and I'm training well and I'm eating well and I'm sleeping well, I'm always in the green. And that's – I don't really, like – I don't get into the yellow too much like it just oh goes, really? You're boom. Just, I'm like you're just Whoa. bouncing yeah yeah
0: Well in some ways that can be a that can be a method to get fitter like you see Olympic powerlifters for example yeah. they're the sign that they lifted heavy enough on one day is that right their there. bodies crushed the next yeah. day But then they'll shut it down completely. They won't exercise at all. Yeah. You know, so it's harder probably for you with your lifestyle to shut it down.
1: Yeah, because then even if it's like a rest day for me, I might still be like having a teach class or like you're training people. Like you're, you know, a lot of my work is unseen as well. Like I know we share a lot on social media, but you won't see like 95% of the stuff I'm working on or doing and you won't see all of the effort and the hours of time that goes into stuff and you don't need to see it because I'm validated by internal. myself and my own self work. And like, often I feel like I spend less and less time sharing stuff because I'm busy working. Right. And like, often I say to people, if they're getting too caught up in drama, I'm like, yo, start a company. <laughs> you won't have time to even be caught up in this drama. That's a
0: great point. Like, that yeah. is
1: a great way. And also, sometimes I'm like, wow, being a CEO is a good way to burn calories because it is stressful.
0: I know. And the but time it's can fun. Fly by. It's, yeah.
1: you know, like, I think you we get one opportunity to be here in this body i was i like to preach when i teach classes like i've been teaching classes for 8 years like i don't need to be there to teach them like i could that's an easy part of my lifestyle i could take away but i love that i'd say it's an energy exchange i love that energy exchange it's such a great time to connect with people see what's really happening in their bodies understand Especially if you're putting out products in the market, you know, or, or you're working with other brands with their products like that. You need to be in real time with people. But I was saying last night in class, I was like, guys, you need to understand the true value and the biggest value that you have is never going to be a house that you own. It's never going to be the money you have in the bank or like a watch or whatever it is. It's always only going to be your body. And it's really if you can't dial into that and you can't put that first. You have no wealth at all, and if and and it's just and I know it's about people that are in your life as well and the relationships that you have that bring so much value. But you have to have value on your own first, and then be able to have value well, it's with the other whole people. Put, put
0: your oxygen mask on first. Yeah, I'm like you can't it. be
1: like giving out fumes, and um, so we need to just focus on okay, like how can I be my best, and then so I can operate on my best, and accumulatively we can all be at our best. Like that's the, that's the goal.
0: Now, do you practice any kind of mindfulness or meditation? It's
1: funny because I'm so, I mean, you can, uh, this is not shocking, but I'm not great at sitting still. Um, but I would say my,
0: my meditation
1: (laughs) is like, I can't actually just sit and meditate, but like my meditation is more like when I'm doing my own training in the gym, like I would say to people, I'm like, don't come and talk to me. Like, that's yeah. my time. Yeah, right. Like, my brain is not, like, I can be flowing through all this crazy stuff that I'm doing, but I'm listening to an audiobook or I'm right. less or my brain is just completely somewhere else while I'm listening to a lot of Drake, and that's where I have my best ideas is when I'm in the gym, but I would say that's my form of meditation is just moving my body, and, or when I go to yoga, like, that's when I really unwind, or like, I, um... I do like to FaceTime my family in the evening, and and so it's a different form on what we would say of like meditation or something. But that's what's calming to me.
0: Now you work with a lot of very interesting uh, people, right? Yeah. And how do you how do you find managing, uh, you know, a CEO or yeah. a, a top editor or yeah. um, a supermodel, right? Yeah. Like, how do you what's what is the process for you in in coaching that person yeah. and mind you these may be people that often aren't getting told what to do all that often
1: yeah it's funny because i think i used to be a little scared sometimes to be like just call them on their shit like
0: right uh, which you probably can't be like yeah, you have to do that yeah
1: but like i'm like that's our purpose yeah, that's what job. we're here for and you actually realize that a lot of them they are uh,
0: respect they come vulnerable.
1: in more to you a little more vulnerable than what you'd expect just being like they want help they want to be told like, you know, they might be so used to telling everyone else all the time what to happen, but this is their one hour where they get told what to do. Sure, It's the same as me wanting someone to train me sometimes. Yeah. I want to be told what to do. Um, and not have
0: to think that much. And not
1: think, them. exactly. But I think the biggest thing across the board with all of them, like any of the, especially any of the actresses and models that I train, and then people in really high-powered jobs, is really managing their stress. So whilst we're training, I would say it's like, yeah, we're moving the whole time, but there's a lot of kind of, like, internal conditioning going on. And really trying to figure out, okay, what other are areas of your life can we give you some routine, given that the nature of your schedule doesn't allow much or doesn't always allow physically what you would like? Um, and trying to help them just like figure out, okay, when you land in the city, you can, we can book, you're gonna go here and you're gonna head an inference order, or you're gonna do the, these stretches in your room, or you're gonna make sure you eat at this place. And like, it's quite funny, it's like a lot of different little things. but So you're be, telling them
0: these things while they're exercising? Yeah.
1: We're, like, giving them... Like, it's because it's not just, like, you see them for an hour and then you're, like, bye, see you next week or see you on Thursday or oh, whatever. of like, course, yeah. You know, I mean, like, you care. Too. Yeah, and it's, like, you have to be dialed into everything else that's going on with them or you can just take a look at someone when they come in the rooms and you might have something planned for their session that day and you're, like, oh, wow, no, that is not happening today because you can just see the stress on their body or they might come in really recovered and you're, like, cool, we can, like, ramp it up today. Better. But I think it's just nice... To, I think also like a job as trainers is to really look and identify and see the other things that are going on because you can pretty visibly see stress on someone's body and then don't you don't add unnecessarily or unintelligently onto that like you know we can use stress in good ways for training but there's also like anyone can smash someone in a workout that's not being intelligent like, what is, what is the best thing for this person in this moment right now and in taking into account their schedule?
0: What does success look like for you as a client?
1: Um, I mean, obviously people always come in wanting to look their best, but my biggest success metrics are always based off feel. So, like, do they feel more connected to their body in terms of, like, their digestion's working better, their sleep's working better, they... Like, you can see physically, like, their body's holding better and, and, you know, restructuring imbalances or, like, bad habits of, like, using hip flexes, not lower abs and properly using glutes and, like...
0: The way their body's moving. Yeah, exactly.
1: So we, we look at those kind of biomechanics, but, um, you know, controlling someone's expectations of themselves to understanding that conversation they have with themselves around their training, around their nutrition, because you'll never... I don't. I think it takes you a while to realize like how much you harass yourself all day with your internal dialogue. So like kind of getting a big piece on that. Like if you got up every day and you see these girls and they, they may be some of the prettiest girls in the world and really skinny and they, and they all like have a great body or whatever and they might get up every day and be like, I'm fat. It's the first thing they say to themselves. I'm fat. I've got a casting today. I'm so bloated. I'm da da And they've drummed that into themselves the whole time, the moment. So a big piece is taking control of that so that you can give them the ability to see what we actually see and let their body not feel so panicked and allow it to kind of work because we forget our body quite a miracle like you know we just shove stuff in our mouth and kind of like yeah, all don't happens. really think about a lot of the process of how it's going to happen but we're very quick to complain if we're bloated rather than being like well what did I eat or yeah, like what kind happened? of emotions am I digesting to get there so I mean success for me is when my clients feel at their best and I think most people feel at their best when they feel strong and that's an element of training, making really good uh, choices with their food and sleep choices.
0: I, I'm sure this has happened to you, but let's say a supermodel comes to yeah. you and she's like, look, quite frankly, I don't really eat. I'm, yeah. I'm just stressed all the time. I don't yeah. like the way I look.
1: Yeah. Which, They're like, I just smoke and drink coffee or like, you know, yeah. it's terrible. And or worse, right? People like, are on a jewel. People things. Things. are on a jewel all the time these days. And I'm like, this is disturbing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Big thing is, first of all, we are really, we're like, you got to eat. You want you want the best body of your life. Like you need to eat so that you can train properly. Otherwise, think about it. Every time that you're coming in, you are never performing at your best. It's the same thing when people don't want to breathe properly. I'm like I now say it. I'm like you're starving your abs. Like your abs to really work properly need your breath. Totally, like agree, that yeah. oxygen has to feed them. So if you hold <clears> your breath in your chest all day, and I do it myself too when I'm stressed. But if you want to operate like that, majority of your day your abs are not even getting the opportunity to really like come to the party. It's the same thing with trying to get people to slow down in their workouts. And, you know, it might be something as simple as, like, you're doing, like, an ab exercise and everyone wants to be able to lower their legs to the floor. But I'm like, you're not even using your abs. Like, I'm trying to stop you at 45 degrees and get you to really, like, pull those legs back in towards you using your lower abs and, like, tilting through your pelvis a bit. But you don't want to listen because it's more important for you to twerk your ego and then likely twerk your back. (laughs) I'm like, what? I'm like, do you want to work your abs or not? So there's a huge, like piece in play where you really have to coach people out of this mindset that more is better and advanced is always better because a lot of the time the modification is someone's progression like let's do things properly let's slow down let's not like guess if we don't have to like think think even years ago like this type of information like the information we get from whoop like that wasn't easily accessible to everyone not at all and in a way where you can have it just following you all day like i don't have to have my phone with me the data is going to be stored and then when we sync back up like they reconnect right you know so it's nice it's not like you're saying hey you've got to be like strapped to devices like you can't move or like you can't be free of your phone but if you we if we have the ability to use information and make better decisions why would we not
0: totally agree with you let's talk about phones for a second so <laughs> let's,
1: let's talk about phones <laughs> i mean
0: in manhattan uh phones are as omnipresent as anywhere in the world but on top of that I mean you've now amassed you know a a considerable social media following it's part of uh, your business it's part of driving Um, I imagine a lot of uh, the success with your businesses my wife actually first found you on Instagram which is in part how we're in this room together I love that shout uh, out
1: to your wife (laughs) yeah yeah
0: Layla's a huge fan of yours Um, So how do you, like, how do you think about what your relationship should be with your phone and how do you manage time
1: on it? Um, That's a great, that's a great point. I mean, like, I'm also, like, because I have a double business degree and I'm running businesses, like, I've always prided myself on trying to be pretty great with communication. So I, I like to be able to respond to emails straight away if I can. Like, don't text me. If I don't need to know, don't, I don't want to know. Like, unless it's a really funny meme, please send it. But, um... (laughs) I don't need like some people just love to text and like I think a lot of it is people sitting at their computer and like typing off their laptop by the but way that's,
0: have... a, that's when I do 95% yeah. of my texting yeah. <laughs> it's like oh yeah. I can get through these yeah because it's
1: easier and like yeah. if you're texting about work that's fine and like me and my designer who works with me on my protein like we'll like be like blah 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 and then mixed in there's a meme and then there's something else and then there's me grilling him on training and nutrition or, like, whatever it is. Like, I try
0: to have as few meaningful conversations over text as possible.
1: Exactly. because it's like, I'm all just information like, flow. Exactly. 9.15, like, no,
0: 9.30, this restaurant, yeah, that restaurant.
1: Yeah, boom, done. I prefer more on connecting in real life. Like, that's, okay. where, that's where it's going to happen. But also now it's, like, I have to be very, like, I'm much better at saying no to things and not giving a reason why. Just being like, no, I can't. Because I don't need to be everywhere for everyone else all the time. I have to... Be accountable to my businesses and be accountable to myself because my body is a big part of my business. If I can't function, that's a lot of my income that's not being made. Like I need to turn up and like giving energy to people all day is a lot. So yeah, a lot of the time I want to sit in silence in the evening and cook my own dinner. Like I don't want to be out for dinner. I like to cook. It's very calming for me Um, and. I want to get to bed at a normal time and not be like racing around and yeah. So that's um but but with the phone during the day too like I mean that's one of the good things when you're training people it's away. I don't have it on me. I don't film most of the people that I train. Like you would never know the celebrities that I train cuz I don't need to tell you about it all the time. You'll see some of them cuz some of them like to be filmed. But otherwise like, my phone's in my bag or it's in a locker and um, and then I get back on it. I'm like, oh, like got to do all this stuff for work. You do a ton of friends. But I notice times. the moment that my phone is in my vicinity, I'm panicked. Like it's it's a very quick stress mode. I imagine – I mean, then I'm like, oh, imagine having children, like having to be like, Ugh, Yeah, right. And all something all the time. But at least it's like a living, breathing thing. But I, I think phones, like I would encourage people to like maybe make it a goal. Like could I be on my phone like 30% less? Like, does that? Do I need to send this? Do I need to? And even the amount that people even stress about what they share on social media, I'm like, who cares? Like, what do you really care about? Like, if you, if you're like, is this photo gonna do better or this photo gonna do better? I'm like, for for whose? Like, are you seeking validation from everyone else or do you, like, because I know that for myself and and a lot of my closest friends, like you know Joe and people like that, we. We share things with the purpose of just being like, "Hey, this is just an invitation for you to like, if you really care about this and you want to read up about it." Like, majority of the stuff we share is to do with wellness and enhancing your performance and things like that. Occasionally, it's like a very hype beast kind of like photo of what we wear because we happen to wear a lot of off-white and things like that. But that's that's yeah. just our personality. That's what we love. Um, but it's less about like, "This is a selfie of me doing da da da." Like, I mean. We use it as a tool of just to connect with people. And honestly, like, the amount of support we get, especially whenever there's a podcast, people love that, is mind-blowing. Like, and that is our rocket fuel. We say it all the time. And and I love when people ask really diligent questions, not just like, hey, I want lean legs like yours. How can I do it? I'm just like, fuck up. Like, what? Oh, sorry. Like, why do you (laughs) talk about yourself like that? Like, that's so shameful. Yeah, Like, give yourself more credit. And, like, but if people really want, like, I, I do read my direct messages like, and I really want to be able to help people, but don't, don't be so transactional with your questions about yourself. Like, first of all, cause it's easy. Like, you know, you've got to pick and choose your battles. And, um, but if people, I think there's, it's cool. We're in a cool time. People are really willing to open up now and really want to learn more and understand their body better. And longevity is one of the biggest things that I always talk about. And, you know, I, I believe that we are here for a long time. So let's make it a better time by kind of preparing our body for a longer life, maybe than what we used to think 30 years ago.
0: Yeah, I've been fascinated by the things that even Whoop users have written to me, whether by email or yeah. by tech, I mean, things yeah. about their sex life and travel. So you're like, oh, and- wow, you're yeah. like
1: a little too deep there, yeah, guys. Yeah, but- yeah.
0: Well, because people are realizing how the- how all these different things affect them.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's cool. I mean, I'd love to chat more about, like, really how you got to the idea of, like, everything with Whoop, but I think yeah. it's such an outstanding thing because it's so easy to have there with you all the day and it's like no, a, it's, it's just that. like a support system yeah it's and I, I talked about it being like it's that you have you know how we were talking about the voices and you had you have the good voice and the bad voice it's really the good voice being like you know yeah I think about it kind of being like my parents darling you should really get some sleep now yeah um and then it'll get a bit more forceful when it needs to so it's like you need to sleep well <laughs> like, fortunately
0: no, no. with college athletes and high school athletes we've seen it be more effective than your parents there we because, go. because because people this, don't
1: want to listen to their parents, yeah, right. You know? And
0: it's it's you know it's just showing you the data in full transparency. You can't lie about the data. You can't
1: lie about the data, and also it's really accurate.
0: Yeah, that's so
1: that's a big thing. I think there's been many things that have come out in the past, and like. It's, people always want to talk about, oh, but what are my steps? What are my, like, I like that there's no face to it. Like, I don't want to see the time. One of the core things I that we I see the time. I'm sick of screens flashing at me. I hate that on the iPhone, any time you pick up the new ones that just flash that you, are am like, don't need to see that.
0: You can turn that like, off, by the
1: way. I need to. Oh, my God. Thank God. Um, and, but I like that. It's just there. It's just there. Like, it's like my, um, my support dog kind of thing. It's like, okay, stay calm. And even sometimes just looking at it, like, if I know if I'm getting heated or, like, worked up on something, I'm like, oh, God, my HIV is probably, like, getting (laughs) trashed right now. Yeah. So it does, it kind of helps instill behaviors more than you'd ever think just because it's just sitting there, like, check yourself.
0: Now, do you ever talk to your clients about the way they use their phones?
1: Yeah. And, like, I tell people even, like, even when I teach classes, I'm like, why the hell are people bringing their phone into a high-intensity workout? You want me to jump on it and break your screen? Part
0: of the reason like, I think I love exercise so much. It's a
1: vacation from your it's phone. It's a vacation from my phone. Unless I'm using it for my, obviously I'm, but that's not using my phone. That's not using your yeah.
0: phone. That's, that's So that
1: that's using the data. But yeah. the, I say to people all the time, I'm like, hey guys, bring in your water bottle, bring in the towel, but leave your phone on your locker. You don't need it. And then sometimes people still try to come in with it. I'm like, sorry, maybe that was my New Zealand English. Leave your phone in the locker (laughs) like I don't want it in the classroom I don't need you to Instagram the class the classes are sold out like if that's what you think it's about or like I get it everyone loves to share when they're being fit I don't need you to film in class I need you to focus so even when even when I'm doing like stuff with clients sometimes if they're like oh I'm working on a really busy thing at the moment I need to blah 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 I'm like do you? I'm like, I, I'm not like, I'm not talking down how important you are or how busy you are, but do you think you don't deserve one hour where you don't have to, yeah. Like where you can just focus on what's happening because otherwise what happens is when you are trying to train and focus and you keep getting stressed out by something else, you're so distracted. Like, you know, there's no way that your mind and your body can really fully connect into what you're doing.
0: I want to talk for a second about some of the different, uh, things that I've heard you say or uh, you and Joe have said. One of which is my favorite is that men should train more like women and women should train more like men.
1: Yes, absolutely. What does that mean to you? Well, I mean, I typically have trained a lot like how men would train my whole life I love to lift things heavy I love to like you know I love doing like box jumps and pull ups it's my favorite thing to do in the gym I love doing pull ups with weight especially I love pulling a sled I love being doing a bear crawl with a sandbag attached to me all these things that aren't girly I'm like I want to be a surprise and I don't do that for anyone's validation or someone to be like wow cool she can crush in the gym I do it because it feels amazing to me right but then a lot of the men that I train, they notice the most when I train them more with a lot of the Pilates stuff put in there and teach them really, I'm like, cool, you want you want to really be able to squat at your best or deadlift at your best, we've got to start to get you to use your glutes properly. So we're going to be doing a lot more stuff with bands and <laughs> those Pilates type things. And at first they're kind of like, oh, because it is an ego check. And then they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so specifically sore. And then they understand that reshape of behaviors. But I think it's... Yeah, I mean, it all comes down to ego, too. Like, it's just about people being open to it. And girls, and same thing with girls, not being like, I'm going to get jacked if I train like this. I'm like, no. I I totally agree
0: with you. I think, like, when I was a college athlete, I had a a breakthrough when I just started stretching 45 minutes after practice instead of 10 minutes. Exactly. And even today now, I find myself more drawn to things like, yoga or stretching yep. than i ever was before in Same. my life
1: i used to make no time for yoga and now when i go if, even if i go twice a week but i know my my optimum is three times a week i notice such a difference what
0: kind of yoga do you like to do
1: i like katona yoga which is like at skyting we do katona but like um i also like <laughs> have you ever tried kundalini no my lord wow so hard it's a lot of weird stuff in that. And, like, you do a lot of, like, crazy block holds, and it teaches you a lot of resilience, and you do a yeah. lot of breath work. But um, yin is sometimes necessary where you really, really hold, like, long poses. But what I like at Sky Ting is that they have, like, a nice blend of a lot of different disciplines of yoga. So – and they're very articulate about the body. The way they speak about the body and the way they really encourage you into these different stretches is – it's such – it's such like a glorification and beautiful way to to handle your body rather than just being like okay down dog up dog. I can't do Bikram. It's just not for me. You know, interestingly, what about you? What my you?
0: first, the first yoga class that I ever did was a Bikram class, and it was, I, it was like such a turn off that I didn't go back to yoga for a really long time. It was just too hot. I was the same. And it was they too were hot, and, and so they were boring. such assholes.
1: Yeah. And it's the same.
0: The, like, I I, I felt time. horrible in there. And they're like, keep going, keep pushing. My
1: flatmate in New Zealand, he used yeah. to love it. And I tried going with him a few times. And I was like, I just have, I, I mean, I'm very well hydrated all the time. And I was like, I have the worst headache of my life. Like, I don't want to go there. Whereas SkyTing, I go. And, like, I feel so at peace. And I feel like I've gone into a sanctuary. And they're funny. It's not like That's preachy cool. yoga. I'm going to try that. Yeah, you got to go. Next time you're here, Well, I'll take you.
0: Uh, okay, another yeah. another philosophy that we've touched on. Working with your body is a partnership, not a dictatorship. Yeah. What does that mean to you? So
1: we were talking about a two-way conversation, right? Can you listen to your body as much as you can talk at your body? And it really is having having the confidence, I would say, to, to listen to your body. Take time. Be like, okay, I... I ate that way, and then I really don't feel good. Like, 30 minutes later, what did I eat? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, figuring out a lot of things with digestion. Because it's not always obvious, you know? Like, something like, I can't eat zucchini. That's a, that's actually a healthy food, but it doesn't work for me. It's the same thing with training. Like, different disciplines aren't going to work for other people. So you have to understand you, and you have to... That's why we talk about it being a partnership, rather than a dictatorship would be, like, my ego driving me, being like, I see... Um, Joe Holder training this way, so I'm going to train exactly as Joe trains or something like that, trying to pigeonhole myself into something that I'm not. And I talk to people all the time about, I'm like, you're, you should be so unique and you're such a miracle that you couldn't be boxed into anything. Like, there isn't a pigeon – even even with the way that we talk about eating styles that we associate with or, oh, no, I just do hit, or I just do da-da-da-da-da. Like, are we really going to, like, simplify ourselves that much? Like, I think we're pretty – like, pretty pretty phenomenal. So we should be able to understand specifically for our body. It's like when people hit you up without you ever meeting them or knowing them and they want you to give them a nutrition plan. I'm like, how could I ever honestly do that without understanding your body and seeing you and kind of observing you and understanding the way that you eat and different things of your nature. But also I need you to do due diligence. You've got to listen and figure some stuff out for yourself. And you learn to speak very finely to your body. But when you're speaking, you've got to do as much listening. you got to listen.
0: I like that. Now, you had uh, an injury recently. I did. Talk about that, and, and what did you learn from being injured? And are, the, are there benefits to getting injured?
1: Oh, my gosh, the best. Okay, so I was pretty embarrassed, actually, about this last year until I realized disturbingly how common it is. So I will share. I actually burnt myself out into shingles
0: oh man. last
1: year. And I always thought of shingles. I was like, ugh, rash, like gross. Like, I didn't get a rash. That wasn't what I got. I had the most crazy sciatic pain of my life, and this happened. Uh, it started to build up. I'd been going ham, like nonstop <laughs> for months. Like I had ignored every signal from my body that I needed to. And this, slow is down. this is pre whoop. This is pre whoop. Okay, I was going like hardcore I wasn't eating enough because I was so dedicated to work I was flying to LA about three times a week we had this huge thing open there with Nike I would teach five classes in a row without eating I'd drink just like two iced red eye coffees and try and drink some water and I'd keep like I'd be losing my voice I wasn't sleeping I was like I was fried like I was just fried from every sense and then I remember getting off a red eye and the only sleep I got I didn't I put my back out on a Nike shoot from hyperextending for this it looked great for the shoot um, and <laughs> for the just do it campaign but it was like swinging a lot of these bars and you really had to hyper extend to get the shot and then backflip off and land on a little crash pad multiple times over and over because um, they want to get
0: you in the air yeah in some super yeah, beautiful pose
1: exactly um not to mention how terrible my hands looked being completely ripped and bleeding everywhere but it was really cool um but then I red-eyed back got off a red eye, no sleep, slept forty minutes in the car on the way home from JFK and then had to go to a full three day Pilates course and also be teaching both ends of the day. So very early in the morning, very late at night. And that was kind of like the last little push where my body was like, you know what, KG, you don't listen.
0: I feel my strain elevating listening to
1: Yeah, this. it was like you don't listen. And I remember near the end of the course was like you'd think after doing all this Pilates like all day kind of thing, like I'd be feeling better. I was like, Oh my sciatic pain is crazy And then it was starting to like it was nauseating, like, and then it got to the point where I was vomiting, and then it got to the point where I actually, like, passed out, and I was like, okay, I gotta go to the doctor, like, where did
0: you pass out,
1: luckily, at home, where my friend was there, and okay. so at least it was kind of like, you know, when it's coming, you're like, oh, I'm going, I'm going down,
0: so you didn't have that kind of, like, blackout moment, you kind of were able to walk over, to yeah, the couch I you well, because usually, over.
1: like, whenever I pass out, I usually start to feel like I'm gonna spew first, like, I really know, And so I was like, I'm just going to crumble down for a second here. Um, And so I also got knocked out by a barbell last year and passed out very bad. So I I knew I already kind of had like a pre-concussion, like in the lead up where I should have recovered more before I really crashed and burned into the shingles. But I ended up going to the doctor and I was like... I was like, I don't know if I've got like piriformis syndrome. Like I have the most wild sciatic pain. Like I'm, I'm so uncomfortable. I can't sleep. Like I was like bawling my eyes out. Like I'd finish teaching class and be like dying for everyone to get out of the room so I could be actually crying in the corner. Cause I didn't want people to see how much pain I was in. And like, would you
0: take ibuprofen or anything?
1: I wasn't like, I really don't like taking that stuff. Okay. And, um, I remember at one point when I, I think it had been like three days in a row where I'd had to take like some Voltaren or something. And I was like, this is not good. um, and that it wasn't doing anything there was no dent in it and I know my mom used to get sciatic pain and I was calling her I was like I'm sorry I was never sympathetic when you had this this is terrible <laughs> anyway luckily I went to this doctor and I was like explaining everything to him and he was kind of he's like you don't have piriformis syndrome he and he's like I never got a rash but I had a dotted line on my along the nerve like where you would get the if you got a rash where it would be and the doctor was like he's like you have because I was like, I don't know if this is related, but I have this weird dotted line. It almost looks like it could be like burst capillaries or something. And he's like, you have shingles. He's like, wow. He's like, you do you know why you've got this? And I was like, I'm pretty well aware. I was relieved at the same time to know that it wasn't piriformis syndrome, but I was also so disappointed at myself and I was quite For embarrassed. For pushing yourself to Because that I was like, I am work in the health industry. I should know better the most interesting thing was once I got there and I slowed down actually that's a kind of a lie because that night that Joe and I we went to a Drake concert we're on stage with Virgil but alright well the, the, good event the one thing was the doctors gave me prednisone as part of it so you take antibiotics for a week and they gave me prednisone as the painkiller and I was like no oh, I was up at 7am the next morning still and like was not drinking or anything and I was like this is not I cannot Having take this this is effects. not yeah so I was like, okay, this is really cool. You're going to recover properly, and you're going to practice what you preach.
0: So for a week, you didn't do anything?
1: So I didn't do anything. I, I that must have been a weird of time It was so too. weird. I prioritized sleeping. I went to cryotherapy. I went to infrared sauna. I couldn't even go to yoga. I was in so much pain. I couldn't fully straighten my right leg like, and bend properly for two months, I think. Pain. Like, because of pain. And then my right leg was so weak. And that's my dominant leg, my good leg. Um, <laughs> and um, so I was like, wow, KG, that's cool. But I was so happy. I was so – like I finally released all of this unnecessary stress in my body because I slowed down. So that's when I learned I, – we have this joke at Nike running with sexy pace. It's like the slow running group. And I was like, ooh, I'm going to do life in sexy pace for a while. <laughs> And I was so happy and I realized I had so much more – my brain was working better and I had so, And that was when the where I really became into a partnership with my body and the marriage ceremony was through shingles. Wow. So there's a happy ending to it. But I will say it was also like getting another certification. Like I can now help clients and other people, especially I train a ton of models and, and, and a lot of people that things. just push themselves so much. And, and crazy enough, my best friend has just also recently burnt his oven to it so it's been awesome to be able to just be there and be like, this, you, you, no, we are got to take this seriously and, and really to try and voice to people and be like, Hey, it's just not worth it. Like we've got to be better to ourselves than that. And so that was my, that was one of, but last year, yeah, there's like the concussion and that were like really wiped me out injury wise. And I didn't expect it to take that long to get my strength back in my right leg after the pain and it took a while yeah and the other thing you have to realize too is you can it's always a looming thing like you could stress yourself back into it oh totally so i'm like nope nope don't want to do that and whilst i hated going slow because i kind of always joke that i thrive in sixth gear um it was it was great and honestly my body had never looked better and people were like wow what are you doing at the moment i was like nothing
0: That's a good i was sign, like right? i'm being
1: yeah. calm and um yeah so that was cool and then um now I'm thankful because I know I'll never get there. Because Whoop will definitely tell me <laughs> well, yeah, we'll many times back. before yeah. I go. But that's why I'm so invested in it. And it is such a commitment to me. It's an easy habit. I get up in the morning after I shower. I put it on. Like, I know I've got accountability all day. Like, there's enough that I know on my own. But now I have someone even more intelligent telling me. <laughs> oh, more. that's awesome.
0: And we're yeah. pumped to have you on, Whoop. Uh, what are... You say you don't like taking various things, right? Yeah. Uh, Ibuprofen and others. Yeah. Are there any supplements that you'll take, anything that you recommend?
1: I love magnesium. I swear by a good whey protein, like for recovery. Um, and those are really the only two things that I majorly take because. And will you
0: take them every day?
1: Yep, every day. And then if I get sick, like I just take like Echinacea and Golden Seal. Or, like I love that Life is Sea by Live on Labs. Like, but that's that stuff. Like I will put those things I, in the show notes. Yeah, I honestly don't rely on painkillers. Like I don't think that we're meant to take them, even if we get. I don't like antibiotics. I don't like i just there's a reason that that stuff crashes your digestion like i only take something serious like that if i absolutely have to and then it actually has the chance to work like people forget like they just pop pills like crazy totally. i'm also taking um i i'm really interested in nad and like i'm taking um, elysium their basis product at the moment how long
0: have you been taking it? Uh, but
1: i've only been taking it a week Okay, so, so, I'm, I would need, yeah, so I got to wait some time. So I'm, but I'm excited. And this is the other thing. People think, oh, but I've been taking this for two days and I don't look like Naomi Campbell or yeah, whatever. Right. I'm like, patience. oh, my God. I'm like, Rome wasn't built in a day, people. I'm like, get over yourself.
0: I know. Sometimes I meet founders who I can't tell if they're quite committed to starting something. And they'll ask me for what the, what was the hack to starting the company? I was like, you know, I've been working really hard every day for like eight years. Yeah,
1: that and was I the can, hat.
0: And I can just see their face like it's yeah. sad. Yeah. Because it's not the answer they want. It's not. They want some, People uh, want
1: the quick. They, they want, want the ex- cheat. They the expressway. Well, this is the other thing. People want the magic pill, right? And I always say there isn't one and you shouldn't want one. Because you're going to develop so much in the world. Totally agree. Not yeah. only physically, but emotionally, intelligently. <clears> and um, you're just going to become like... You learn so much about yourself through any process. It's actually the process that's the most important part. That's why I don't like, I don't care for before and after photos. I think they're so tragic because you missed the entire journey. Like you actually missed. I know my shittiest days are my best learning experiences. I, my dad always calls it the university of life. He's like, Well I like that, that's yeah. Talented. And it's so if you choose to look at everything as an opportunity to like learn something else, even if it sucked, even if it broke your heart, even if you know it's it's always an opportunity to learn and and you then use that handbrake and like I mean I'm I always use the motivation of this is this sounds kinda of backward, but like I'm I'm terrified of death. So I kind of really believe in like you have to make the most out of every single day that you're here and you you can choose to let your fear run you or you can choose to let it fuel you and just you always have the ability to make a new choice right so yeah i just think you can calm yourself down if you really want to even if it feels like the odds are against you
0: now what are some influences for you that uh you listen to or read or things that you know help you
1: well me and joe have a private book club Um, so we're always reading I'm really bad at the moment I think I'm listening to three different audio books and reading four physical books but I love it I think that's fine by the way I think it's fine because I kind of feel like I'm doing I'm almost a university and I'm like taking bits and pieces so one book's on gut health one's on sleep um, One's on HRV. One's on so like, you
0: read things that are super rel- relevant for your job. Yes,
1: absolutely. And then I do love... Um, One of my favorite books I ever read was called Relentless by Tim Grover. And that one really is like the kick in Tim the face. Tim Grover's
0: the Kobe Bryant yes. trainer? Yes.
1: Yeah, he's great. That's so cool. I love all of that. I do love... I love listening to podcasts. But yeah, all the podcasts I listen to are actually about wellness and like, you sure. know, elevating performance and optimizing stuff. But then some might be about mindset. Um And... Other influences I have I mean, I love her hop Joe and I are going to Travis Scott this weekend. I'm excited. Like nice. we'll probably go two nights in a row. I'll probably have really well, bad that's, that's your recovery. Coachella yeah, roots. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's no surprise. I will probably have very bad strain when I have to get up <laughs> for Nike at five in the morning the next day. But um, I love people. I'm really motivated by people and the people that surround me and I, I have a really awesome network of people that motivate me both who are in business or they might be in wellness and fashion and stuff and I really believe in the in the currency of humans in the terms that like we can accumulatively like have such a powerful impact and when when people are all like who's the most interesting together.
0: person you've spent time with recently Like, what'd you learn from that person
1: oh god that's such a good question well I think at the moment um I can I have two sure and they're two very good friends of mine So I don't know if that counts. I talk about Joe a lot. Um, Joe is, I think, one of the greatest humans ever. Um, He's an anomaly for sure. He is... I don't know anyone else that's that ripped that's plant-based. That So everyone's a bit of an enigma. He is. Everyone is like, if I go plant-based, will I look like Joe? I'm like, "Mm." I
0: don't know.
1: Can't promise. Um, But I just think he's so fascinating in his commitment and dedication to everything and to people. Like he really does put everyone before himself all the time consistently. And he's always learning his dad is such an amazing doctor. And like, I've heard his dad speak before and it makes a lot of sense. Like why is the way that he is? Um, but I just think again, he was like me, he did a degree before he got into fitness and, we also are really big on proving to people we're like, it's not about being transactional. Like, you can always take jobs that are going to pay you more money, but do you really care about what you do? Like, and does everything that you commit to and, and, and partner with, is that, like, in partnership and alignment with your soul and your internal GPS? Because if it's not, like, sure. your energy is way too expensive right. for that shit. So I love having someone that, to me, that's that close that he can call me on my shit, but we are always in sync. And we, like, we just have we we have a lot of similarities and we have a lot of differences like i'm super high energy he is like very good at being kind of more chill and quiet so i like to try and like be a little more like that sometimes and then i pull him up a little more pyro um so joe's one of those people and then secondly i would say um Obviously, I'm in the process of starting a business, which is... Well, I mean, I have a business. It's not... start. It's started. Um, one of my best friends, Jessie Andrews, she lives in LA and she runs four companies by herself. She's 26. Like, wow. She's started doing that. She's like... She gets shit done. She does it. She has one person that works for her. She is so inspiring to me and she's such like good energy i've never seen her in even in two percent of a bad mood That's and great. like maybe one day when we couldn't get oat milk for our lakalon coffee but like i think optimism know is, critical, is yeah. like yeah optimism will always win and like but she's funny and she's like uh, yeah she's super culturally relevant like she's gorgeous and she's in fashion and she's in all these things but she is a she is really a young entrepreneur that is like kicking ass and she's not selfish like she is out there doing events with Shopify and stuff trying to teach everyone else that a that's new cool. entrepreneur is to yeah. help and like she's always on the phone to go, no oh my gosh I can help you like I'm trying to work out international distribution that's real confusing especially when it's with food and like yeah. and she's just this constant like positive force all day every day for me like not only as a friend but with business and um, I, I hope that I can be like that for young people in business at some point when you know when I know more
0: well, uh, Kirstie, I know you're a huge inspiration for a lot of people out there. Um, how can people find you online? And-
1: I am throwing down many weird burpees, FaceTiming my cat a lot and eating a ton <laughs> of avocado and hopefully bragging about being in the green even more often yeah. on at Kirsty Godso on Instagram. Um, I also run Pyro Girls and of is my protein powder, but Instagram is probably where you will find the real me. <laughs> well, we'll
0: add all those things in the show notes. Thank you so much for being us, Kirsty, and pumped to have you on Whoop. Thank you. Thanks again to Kirsty for coming on. She was a blast to talk to. Make sure you also check out her feature story on the locker at Whoop.com. If you're not already a member, you can join the Whoop community now for as low as eighteen dollars a month. We'll provide you with twenty-four-seven access to your biometric data. As well as analytics across strain, sleep, recovery, and more, the membership comes with a free Whoopstrap 2.0. And for listening to this podcast, folks, if you enter the code Will Ahmed, that's WILLAHMED, that's W I L L A H M E D, at checkout, we'll give you 30 bucks off. So thank you for listening. Put 30 bucks on my tab, get that free month, and hopefully you enjoy Whoop. For our European customers, the code is WILLAHMEDEU. Just tag E-U on the end of my name, and that'll get you 30 euros off when you join. Check out whoop.com the locker for show notes and more, including links to relevant topics from our conversation. You can subscribe, rate, and review the Whoop podcast on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or wherever you've found this podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can find me online at Will Ahmed and follow at Whoop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also email thelocker at whoop.com with any thoughts, ideas, or suggestions. For our current members, we've got a lot of new gear in the Whoop store. I suggest you check that out. It includes 6, 12, and 18-month gift cards, help you save over time. We've got new bands, new colors, new textures. Visit whoop.com for more. Thank you again for listening to the Whoop podcast. We'll see you next week.